Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. On Saturday night, two of the bright young stars in this league, two young, great, athletic signal callers, Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields. Uh, We're both on the sidelines. But still, they played a game in Indianapolis. I saw Lucas Soil Stadium. There were people in Bears uniforms and Colts uniforms. There was a lot of cool stuff going on. And as a matter of fact, this entire week, the Chicago Bears were in Indianapolis training with the Colts. We're going to be talking about it here in just a matter of moments because I am happy to be joined uh, with the sick podcast, The Anvil Show. We got a lot to get to. So, Sammy, let's just go ahead and get started. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. It's going to be sick. It is Saturday night, and uh, you know what that means. There was a preseason game, and to help us break down what we saw this evening from the sick podcast, The Anvil Show, we've got Pat, we've got Clyde. They're joining us, and I am so happy to be talking about this great, uh, I guess, I don't think it's a Bible, but when they showed the Super Bowl banner from the 2006 <laughs> season, I was, I got to admit, I was screwed. But uh, I am I'm now I, I feel better now being in your presence, gentlemen. How are you doing this evening? Good, Adam. Yourself? I am doing well. I'm doing Adam. really love to hear it. I, I know that both of you, uh, you guys have been killing it with the coverage from the Colts camp. A lot of great interviews with uh, Colts players, with luminaries, coaches. You've been you, you've just been killing it. And I, I got to say that I'm impressed. I know that one of you uh, uploaded some files the other day and said Adam owes us big time. That's absolutely the case. You uh, you were out there doing you're doing all the legwork for me, and so uh, Clyde, I'll ask you, how much did you get out this week? Uh, were you able to see practices and uh, just getting some of your early impressions about what you've seen from the Colts uh, so far this uh, training camp? So I'll say, Adam, this week I did not get to get out because Pat did that, but I've been out um, in the first couple weeks. And honestly, you know, the buzz is just about Anthony Richardson, right? So that's what everybody cares about. And honestly, uh, being a Colts fan as long as I have, I've never been more excited for a single player, just the athlete that he is. His capabilities seem to be unreachable, honestly. You just don't know what he's going to become. So just watching him progress and seeing each day him getting better has been super exciting. I'm sitting here biting my lip because there's a a lot of fellow Bears fans here. You're talking about we've never seen a quarterback this excited. You had Peyton Manning for 20 years. And then you had Andrew Luck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you had to start Curtis Painter for a season. Curtis Painter would have been one of the best Bears quarterbacks of all time. And you guys just dismiss him like he's nothing. Oh, we, we've been so quarterback starved. We had to start Jacoby Brissett for a season. I am. I'm upset. Okay, we're, we're, you're officially on my list. 
Uh, but Pat, I'll ask you. You got you got to get out to practice this week. Um, what was yeah. it like? I, I, honestly, when you go to when you go to the training camp practices, they get a little mundane. These guys get sick of of playing their own teammates. Uh, what was it like seeing them taking on the Chicago Bears this week? What were your impressions from from camp? Well, the the first day I was right in the thick of action, um, and from both sides there was a lot of speed, a lot of energy. Uh, everybody, you know, on both sides really looked like they was having fun. One side would win a, uh, a snap, then the other side would win. So it, I couldn't say that one, one team was dominant over the other, you know, cause they traded punches back and forth really, really well. Um, but to go with what Clyde's saying, I was leaving camp and Anthony Richardson was still on the field still signing autographs and there was damn near 80 percent of the people that was at camp that day mobbing trying to get to this young man and the only thing i could think is damn there's a new sheriff in town <laughs> you know and he's yeah he's really he's really taking this role serious he's really doing his work he's showing it on the field even at camp he's gotten better every day that I've seen him. But if you watch him during camp, he gets better as the day goes by. So I'm really excited for this young man just to, to really get his feet wet and really get going with this new career of his really am. I had the opportunity to interview Anthony Richardson on NFL total access prior to the draft. And I came away thinking that this was one of the, one of the, nicer people that I've been able to interact with just like the stuff that you, anytime, like you, you interview somebody when they're on camera, you know, they typically you'll, you'll see their best side. Like they've been coached for this stuff, but it was really fun to watch him in, in the pre-production. Cause this was a, we did it before the show. So it wasn't live. And uh, just watching the way that he interacted with the crew, uh, with the, the, the production company that was down there. Like he offered like a lot, like, listen, a lot of these times players don't want to deal with anything. And they're like, I want to get out of here as quickly as possible. And Anthony was like, you know what? He's like, I don't like this background. He's like, How, can we go try it over at the gazette? Like he's trying to find the best shot. Like he's doing the producer's job or not doing a job, but like was really like, you know, I'm, let's try the gazebo. Let's see. How, he didn't like, he didn't like the look inside because he didn't like the, the Marriott wall art that was behind him. And I was, I was impressed. And I, I do remember thinking like, obviously the bears are set at quarterback but I was uh, I, I was an instant fan, and I go, I hope he goes to a team that I can sort of root for him. Like, I don't want him to go to Green Bay or anything like that, something crazy. Uh, so I'm glad he's with the Indianapolis Colts. What is the uh, – what? you know, he's obviously going to be the starter, and I I think it was the right move. Who are going to be the guys who stand out? Like, who's, who's going to help him out? If Jonathan Taylor's not able to go, who are the Colts guys who are going to be able to help him out? Get him, Clyde. All right, so definitely it's going to be Alec Pierce. Um, Alec Pierce last year, 41 catches, 593 yards, and a couple TDs. But that was with a Matt Ryan that was pretty immobile. And no no, no shots at Matt. It's just Matt is not what Anthony Richardson is. So if you've already seen, you know, during, during training camp and, you know, just during the offseason, they've been working together and they've had some big plays. Now, I say that, and then last week, you know, he had the big pass to Alec, and Alec dropped it. <laughs> but it's that type of situation that I'm excited for because Alec Pierce is honestly – he has to work on his, his route running, but, you know, one-on-one, 
just give me a chance. He's the guy that's going to make a lot of big plays. And I think Michael Pittman, too, will show his value because I've always thought Michael Pittman to be a true, just over-the-middle type strong possession receiver. And now you're going to have a consistent quarterback, you know, just able to fire the ball in there and move the chains a lot more. Um, so, and I mean, and McKenzie looks pretty incredible as well. So really it's going to be the receiving core if we do not have Jonathan Taylor um, in week one or beyond. Um, and so I really think they'll just lean on each other. So I'm really excited about the core that everybody's kind of critiqued pretty heavily. You know, they say Chris Ballard is not a receiver um, type GM, but I think yeah. if you give him a little time and give him the right quarterback, we'll see. So I really think those are the guys. See, Pat, who me, would you think had – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to go on. But if you want to lead into the question, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, 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 please. I want to hear your uh, answer. What do you got? Well, well, for me, it's more Josh Downs. Pierce and Pittman mm-hmm. and McKenzie's going to do what they do. But a young rookie quarterback, a young rookie slot receiver and Downs – and them two's connection already is massive. And part of the scouting reports that I read on Anthony Richardson is that his short game lacked consistency. It lacked um, just about every aspect of it. But watching him in camp, watching him in the first preseason game, he's really starting to dial that in. And his short passing game is going to be the downs. That's going to be his his relief. You know, it, if he's not reading fast enough, he's always got downs right there. So evidently the coaches are already coaching him to hit that middle, to hit those short 10, 15-yard passes and not rely on that 80-yard bomb that he can do flat-footed. So I see, I see Downs and McKenzie really being the ones that let him shine consistently. The big plays, yeah, Pierce, Pittman, they're going to be there. They, they got great separations. Uh, they can damn sure catch the ball. But to make him shine, it's going to be that that short fieldage, and Downs and McKenzie is going to do that for him. Five, let me ask you this. Who would have the edge at running the football if Jonathan Taylor misses some significant amount of time? So I'll say this, Adam. Um, honestly, we've been trying to figure that out ourselves. We got a bunch of kids on the on the roster, but I honestly think our uh, third round pick, I believe, Evan Hull, jumps to the top. Um, and I think he jumps to the top honestly because he's like a Swiss Army knife. Um, and I think he'll kind of maybe. I'm I'm not gonna go too crazy, but he puts me in the mind of like you know when people are like, "Who's this Austin Eckler guy?" Like I feel like Evan Hull this year, if he has to, he might have that. Who is this Austin Eckler moment and you know, he probably won't run for, you know, 12, 1300 yards, but I'm saying he'll probably, if he gets all the snaps, he might get a thousand, he might get 500, you know, receiving. And he'd be like, wow, this is a very, very good utility player. That's what he did in Northwestern. And that's his, that's his forte coming out the backfield. Give me the ball in open space on quick screens and, you know, little quick hitch routes that I can run against, uh, you know, linebackers and give me a chance. And that's who I like, honestly, especially with Zach Moss breaking his arm. So that's a six-week or beyond thing. So really right now I think it's Evan Hull. And Kenyon Drake, I think right now he's like fifth. But, I mean, Kenyon Drake is, you know, nine, eight or nine-year pro. So you can't, you cannot sleep on that. So we'll just see. But right now I'm leaning towards Evan Hull, Adam. Pat, would you agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, Evan, Evan, Evan he's a uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? 
an undiscovered talent. Kid's pretty good. Um, now, I do believe he needs that extra push from our line if you're going to send him up the middle. He doesn't have the, the, the big shoulders, the big legs like Jonathan Taylor, you know, to finish getting through those blockers. But if you give him a little bit of space, he, he's got some speed. He, he's got some decent eyes. He can, he can shook and move. He is. It's funny because you say undiscovered, but of course our audience, a lot of which are Northwestern fans, or at least big 12, big 10 fans uh, who saw him play uh, for the Wildcats, uh, huge fans. And so I've been purporting him in fantasy football for those purposes. Uh, it, that has been the guy that has been my default. So I'm, I'm glad that you two were able to back me up. So when I, when I sit there on Monday on NFL fantasy live, <laughs> I'm talking about Evan Hall, be like, I'm coming from a position of knowledge. Uh, it's not hey. just me. It's the people who are on the ground in Indianapolis who are saying this. Now I do that. want to turn our attention a little bit to the Chicago bears. I'm curious to get your thoughts. Now, obviously Justin Fields did not play on Saturday night, but that's by design. He's out there practicing on Wednesday and Thursday, which end up being the, uh, ends up being like a preseason game. Uh, since you were there, what were your impressions on Justin Fields? And uh, what do you think about his progress heading into year three, especially with DJ Moore out there for him? He looked good. He looked, he looked damn, damn good. I'm not, I won't take nothing away from him. Um, you know, and even Colts fans were yelling, wanting his, his autograph. Now they, they didn't really go around autographing at, at camp, but when somebody called his name, he at least he stopped and, or waved at him, you know, gave him that courtesy. And to me, being a fan myself, I appreciate that out of players when they acknowledge their fans, you know. So to me, that's that's a character thing. Um, but talent wise, yeah, he's he's putting it all together. Absolutely. And now you got more that can grab anything that's thrown in his vicinity. Yeah. He's he's really going to shine. Now, will he get the the running yards that he did last year? No, but he shouldn't because now he's getting better talent to throw to. So he shouldn't have to rely on his legs as much. So as far as a fantasy quarterback, and that's stuck in my head because you brought it up. Um, right. Yeah, he, he's still actually the top five, if you ask me. But he's not going to get the running yards um, that he did last year. You know, last year he he would burn people up with just the 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 run yards on fantasy points. But yeah, he, he looked, yeah he looked he looked he looked really good at camp. And you know, even though he was in hostile territory, he you know he still waved to fans. He was still smiling, had you know having a good time. There's no beef with the Colts. I mean, I was making a yeah. joke about the Super Bowl, but that's so long ago. <laughs> People barely remember it. Like people don't like, do we have a beef? Like, do you think Patriot fans hate us for beating them in the Super Bowl? Like 30 years at 40, Jesus, 40 years ago. No, um, no, everybody's <laughs> we're, we're over that by now, but uh, Clyde, what I, do you think? Like, I know yeah, what do you got? No, I was going to say, I will say this. So the game is just ending and I'm hoping that no crazy reports come out. Cause almost four years to the day when the Bears were in the preseason game and Andrew Luck just magically retired. So you say we don't have beef nice. with the Bears. That wasn't know, us. That wasn't are, our fault. <laughs> you might a little be bad omen there. That wasn't on us. We better not see Anthony Richardson deciding to walk away he from retired. the game. He retired. He's like, you know, I've had enough. It's been a, it's been a great career. Thank you so much, everybody. Thanks for having no, me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, I just will kidding. stop watching this game if that happens. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm done. <laughs> 
I can't I can't go through another six years with no quarterback. Oh man. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> six years. Stop it. Try sixty. <laughs> My dad to live so long without seeing quality. Uh, that's actually not the case because uh, we had a little bit of a discussion with uh, with some of the Vikings fans who were like, "Oh, Kirk Cousins would be your greatest." Qu-. I'm like, Jim McMahon still exists. Like, I know he yeah. didn't put up a prolific numbers. Uh, that you see from modern day quarterbacks, but they, the NFL was much different in 85. Nobody outside right. of Dan Marino was throwing for 4,000 yards. So it was a different game. I think of Jim McMahon, like go look up his, I, I know this is not what you want to talk about, but you go look up <laughs> his college numbers and you're like, he was one of the most prolific. Like if he had gone to any other team, like if he had gone to the chargers or something like that, he probably would have retired with Dan Marino esque numbers uh, throwing the football, but he went to the Bears. He was asked to do a different thing because the Bears were known for their defense. And I want to ask you, uh, Pat, since you were there, how was the Bears' defense looking? Now, obviously, that was the big part of the uh, struggle last season, inability to get to the quarterback, not creating turnovers. Did you see a good energy from the Bears' defense during those combined practices? I did. I, I did see. And, and picking up Yannick was a was a big plus for you guys. Um mm-hmm. Why we didn't resign him, I'm not sure, but he is a massive talent. Uh, I know everybody says he he's not the the run stop, but he can. But you got an end like that that's got the speed that he does. You want him. You want him after that quarterback disrupting that backfield. You you want your other people taking on those runners if it gets to that point. So picking up Yannick was was an absolute monster for you guys but defense your defense looked good the only thing that i'm going to critique kind of sideways is watching the game today you know i seen the typical matt eberflus's cover two it's loose you gonna give me 10 15 yards i'm gonna take it every time and every team did that and that was one of the biggest gripes that i had about his defensive play calling and it and I seen it again today, you know, so it, it has its moments in games, but when he was our, our defensive coordinator, he stayed at it too long and we would get picked apart in the backfield, you know? So, yeah. and, and I seen that again today, uh, on, on, on this matchup. Now, was that him calling it or was that him leading the call for it? I don't know. But it's something something for Bears fans to watch it's a out philosophy. for. Uh, it's, it's, for sure. it's a philosophy. It's a philosophy for sure. And I believe that's one of the reasons why Ryan Poles has gone out there and invested so much in the defensive secondary. Going back to last season, they passed on uh, George Pickens because they wanted to go out and get Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon. This season, they brought in Tyreek Stevenson. And those guys, of course, go along with Jalen Johnson. So... You do put a lot of pressure on a defensive secondary, but we've invested, you know, everybody everybody who's starting back there is a first or second round pick outside of Eddie Jackson, who was only a fourth round pick because he was coming off an injury from Alabama. So I think that Ryan Poles understands the philosophy of this defense. And you know what? I, I understand where you're coming from, too, that it can be maddening to watch these bend but don't break defenses because, but I think in the modern NFL, with the with the the rules geared the way that they are, like it's almost inevitable, like you're going to yeah. give up some yards. But I will say this, and I know that, and forgive me, I don't know how many starters were playing for the Colts defense. I kind of liked, I kind of liked the uh, the Colts defense. I liked the guy who was his what was he number forty one, with the long hair. 
I thought he was uh, kind of a. Yeah. I think we, 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 we a, call we call him Fluffy Butt because yeah, his hair is all. <laughs> yes, we do, and you know it. <laughs> no, only only Pat. Clyde is not no. Clyde is like they're not called. Nobody's ever called him that. We, we Clyde, are live Clyde, here. We do not do that. No. Clyde Clyde's too cool. So just forget that's about not that. cool for anybody. <laughs> that guy can that guy can ball. I was um I was impressed with the Colts defense. I thought that you know whether they're first teamers or second teamers or whatever they were, it looks like. And again, this is a credit to the Chris Ballard organization. Is that uh, it looks like they built some pretty decent depth. And even without DeForest Buckner and some of the big names out there, they still look pretty competent. And again, I know everybody, well, that's preseason, but still, I you can tell you can tell if a guy can play or not. And the Colts look like they had some playmakers on defense, so you had to be pretty pleased uh, with the defensive por- performance they had going. Yeah, I would say that I was. The, the, the key that we have to watch, um, you know, going from the Gus Bradley system was really like how was Kenny Moore going to fit? And last year was a struggle for Kenny Moore. Um, but I think that was like some contractual things. Maybe he wasn't happy as well. But, you know, the talks were, hey, he might leave and end up in Eberflus' defense. But luckily we kept him. So I, I'm really anxious to see how we kind of, you know, use that nickel again. Um, because to me, A, he's the veteran of our defense. He's been on the squad seven years. So he's the tenured one. Um, so he's a leader. But I really want to see if he really gets to play into the defense. And then he's really going to help the young corners because – Right now, Dallas Flowers on one side, um, and maybe uh, one of the rookies, Brents or Rush, um, or maybe even Baker, who was like, you know, we found him talking Chris Ballard, finding gems. So we really don't know what's going to be on the back end outside of Kenny Moore, um, but he, to me, drives everything. He really does. So that's that's what I want to see, how Gus can fit him in this year and make him like back to the Kenny Moore from two or three years ago. I mean, like, who is this nickel cornerback, you know, this – intercepting, you know, Darren Waller with one hand and just crazy stuff. So <laughs> interesting to see, yeah. <clears throat> so Pat, to wrap up here about a little that? bit. Oh, oh, sorry. Nope. Go no, ahead. No, no, go no, ahead. Pat, Adam, had a point. no, 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 please. I didn't want to. No, I thought we had a little gap of time. My fault. <laughs> no, it's all good. Listen, we're just sitting here talking no. ball. That's all that we're doing. Yeah, Pat. Uh, what, do, what do you think? Pat, I'll ask you this. I'll have you lead off with this one, and then, Clyde, you can follow up. Brand new coaching staff coming in. Obviously, we saw Reggie Wayne being a holdover, which I love to see. I've worked with him at the NFL Network. He is one of my favorite people, despite the fact that he was on that Super Bowl-winning squad. He also roots for the St. Louis Cardinals, things I would not normally be rooting for. But uh, one of the one of the one of the a really good guy, and I'm glad that he's getting an opportunity uh, to remain in Indianapolis and cold and, and coach the wide receivers. But with a new coaching staff coming in there, or being installed now. What are the expectations for the Colts this season? I I think that, you know, I was uh, a little dismissive of them because I think a lot of times when whenever I'm judging teams going into the season, it basically comes down to like how experienced and how good is your quarterback? And if Anthony Richardson can kind of progress and and win some games, I think that the Colts could surprise some people. But what is the expectations, Pat? What what do you have for the uh, upcoming season? The season or the coaching staff? Both. I mean, like, what do you what do you want to see out of the coaching staff? And does it matter? And do wins and losses even matter to you? Because I know. Well, I will say this, because last year at some point, you know, when it was established where Justin Fields looked like the quarterback of the future, you're like, I want to win games. But if we don't, we get a better draft pick. I'm not going to be too concerned about it. Um, or are you going, you know, are, what are you trying? What are you looking for? You know, coming into this uh, this upcoming season? Honestly, Adam. We, we talked about this on a show several weeks ago, what our expectations were. 
and I just want to see growth. I want to see growth in in all our young players. I want to see growth in our veteran players. Coming off of the last several seasons, we had crazy high expectations. You know, we had a top five offensive line. You know, Matt Ryan should have shined, you know, like a like a diamond. But our offensive line did not allow that to happen. Um, you know, so I want to see that improve. I want to see Anthony Richardson continue to improve. I want to see Juju Brents uh, improve. You know, these are all our our future stars. You know, um, do I want to win? Absolutely. You know, I want to win all 17 games. And then the big one, you know, <laughs> but that's an expectation that is, you know, beyond unfeasible. So what I really want to see is growth. You know, I want to see him get better. I want to see him get more consistent in uh, the same way with our coaching staff. And and we're seeing that right now already. So my hope meter is actually going up because with Frank right here. And, and Clyde's going to laugh at this statement because we make fun of it all the time. We could not run a damn screenplay to get three yards to save our lives. <laughs> the entire time Frank Wright was here, we ran three here and got 60-something yards out of all three of them, you know, tonight. So that, to me, is growth in our coaching uh, abilities. You know, they're doing something that for the last five years we wasn't able to do. I love seeing stuff like that. Um, our young cornerbacks, they got, they got to, they got to pick it, pick up the pace or we're going to get, you know, Justin Fields could eat them apart, you know? Yeah. So to me, getting all these guys, we know we're not going to the Super Bowl this year. I, I agree with you. I do believe we're going to, uh, shock some people by the end of the year, but we're not going to the Super Bowl. You know, so I want to see continued growth. And if we have uh, a four and 13 season like you predicted. Come on, Adam. <laughs> Isn't then, that, um, that is the uh, best case scenario for you. <laughs> it, that's, it, what, it, that's what you should want. I mean, like, honestly, like, that's what you should want. Imagine. Here's the thing. Imagine Anthony Richardson goes out there and has a season like Justin Fields did last year. And then you end up with the first overall pick. And then some team, like be it the Raiders, uh, the Rams, or whomever, is like, we want to give you 35 draft picks for Caleb Williams, or whomever ends up being the top quarterback prospect coming into the draft. I assume it's going to be Caleb Williams. That's a that's the best case scenario. Like, what what is what is the joy in being 8-9 and nine and you're like, oh, we were competitive, and uh, now we're not going to be able to pick. We're not going to get a, a bevy of picks for us. Like, I know it's it's the defeatist way of looking at it, but it's also an <laughs> honest way of looking at it. Like, listen, if we didn't suck last year, if we didn't, like, it was terrible living through a lot of those games, especially losing to the Packers and the stupid Vikings and uh, especially the Lions. But if you would have, but like, it, at the end of the day, we ended up with DJ Moore. I feel like it was worth it. Like it was, I feel like Andy Dufresne. I was crawling through that sewer of caca, and I came out with DJ Moore, and like oh, I was worth it. Like it wasn't it wasn't a pleasant experience, 
But it was oh, definitely man. worth it. That's what you should be. I'm doing you a favor. And it's not like I'm it's not like I'm booking it. Like the NFL, believe it or not, is not scripted. Um, I'm right. not booking the Colts to be four and thirteen, but it wouldn't be the worst case scenario for you, or at least no, you know, being a top. No, you know, and, I'm just saying. And and older people like us, we remember the Peyton Manning years. His first three yeah. years, he went three and thirteen. Mm-hmm. First year, in, yeah, first year, yeah. First three years. No, he went thirteen and three year two. Come on, Pat. Yeah, they were good the second year. Yeah, yeah. You, all right. They turned it around. He's really they got, they got All right, what, 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 what kind of what what, what kind got, of wagers are we putting on this? You they got Edgerin James in that second yeah. year. Yeah, and they were really good. So that's why I say it. You know, to me, this year the record's not going to matter. If if we are what you say we are, we're getting Marvis and Harrison Jr. Oh, I don't want that to happen. No, no, no. I need, yeah. you know, I'm about, but, but if I'm not, we're Carolina. making we're making a run. So I'm I'm good either way. Well, the Steelers got Joey Porter Jr. So you guys might as well just get first dibs on uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. But Clyde, uh, I'll throw it to you. What are your expectations uh, for the coming season with the Indianapolis Colts? I'm gonna say accountability, and that starts from the top. So you know, we always we get to talk to Chris Ballard every year, which is an honor. And we know his philosophy, right? He's not going to go out and spend a lot of money in free agency. He's not going to do any crazy big trades outside of DeForest Buckner. That was pretty big. But what I'm getting at is he believes in his team and how they draft. So now it's like, hey, we finally got a quarterback because they only had, you know, Andrew for one year. So accountability to all that he's put into this team for six years. Are these guys ready? Can we start to win? And the thing that, that you kind of said, you know, about what does 8-9 do for us, I think it gives us Colts fans, because we've been spoiled, you're right, 20 years of great quarterback play, and now this six-year limbo period has been a struggle. So it gives us something to be hopeful for, even though it may not improve the team draft-wise. So it's kind of a weird feeling, right? Like, it's, it's yeah. strange when you haven't been a loser. Like, I think we're fourth, you know, in the last 20 years, we're like fourth overall wins, you know? So it's like to yeah. come from being a top-five franchise, basically, and wins to now being like somebody that they're writing off, is a hard feeling. <laughs> so you kind of want to start to, to get that turning again. But you're right. I still think that we're missing a piece or two. And having a bad season but good play from Anthony Richardson could still be positive come next April, you know, depending on the draft. Because you know, like, oh, we're getting there. But my only thing, and we talk about this on the podcast a lot, is, you know, that's another year for Shaq Leonard. That's another year for, you know, Quinn Nelson. Right. And these are the guys that you're like, now those guys hey, don't want to be losing. Here. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So they're six and seven year players now. So it's like they want to start to experience in that win, that winning uh, feeling as well. So it's a weird dynamic right now, Adam. Just just, just send uh, just send them to some winning team like the Bears did last year. Where you started trading <laughs> off everybody just to ensure that you don't like that's when you that's when, you know, because obviously during the broadcast, uh, the owner was on there. Ursay was on there. Who I like. I like Ursay. Yeah. And uh, is it Ken Venturi? He was yeah. a hoot. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I'm sure he just does the preseason games, but I enjoyed listening to him because, like, he, you could tell he coached 80 years ago, and he's, <laughs> he just he – just, it's just an old school. Like, it's like talking to, like, your, your family members who've been watching football forever. Like, that's the yeah. way that they still see the game, and it's fun. It's fun. It, it, is, it is enlightening, and it's fun. And so um, – but, I, again, like, those guys. But when if, if there was ever a day where if Quentin Nelson gets traded – and uh, Shaq Leonard gets ready. You're like, oh boy, here comes here comes the uh, George Patton. We're the tank commanders 
uh, similar to what the Bears did last year. But if they keep those guys, they probably think they're competitive and can make a run for it. I mean, Jacksonville came out of nowhere and uh, made it to the playoffs last year. So never say never, especially in a division that seems to be as wide open as the AFC South. Now, I want to thank you guys uh, for being here. Thanks for, uh, for entertaining us. Here, I want to let everybody know that uh, for those of us who are, who are fans here from the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank, I hope you have this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this opportunity to get a glimpse of what we got going on with the Sick Podcast Anvil, the Anvil Show. I'm sure there's some reason behind that, but whatever. It's a uh, it's a it's a great way to gain insight with some of our other teams, and so I'm pleased to be uh, to join be joined by you this evening. I want to let everybody know again who's a Bears fan. We'll talk about Roshan Johnson. Our quarterback battles that'll be on talking take it to the rank uh this tuesday uh for you guys pat what do you got coming up with your show in the uh in the coming days well i'll let clyde answer that one <laughs> Clyde's okay. our, oh, Clyde, our, take it away sorry Clyde's our mastermind here well right. see um so honestly in the next few days we'll be breaking down because we didn't get to do it last week we'll talk about anthony richardson in the preseason game We'll talk about, you know, optimism going into the third game. You know, will they get to play? What what are we expecting? And honestly, you know, in the near, near future, Pat is our guy that goes out in networks. So we have some great Colts organization members that we might have. Uh, uh, okay. not not gonna not gonna say just who until they confirm, but uh just say Andrew that this Locke. guy doesn't <laughs> it'd be it'd be great. We got to talk to Zach Kiefer last year and he broke down the Ooh. love series. So that was amazing. So you never know. Um but no, Pat has been doing some work uh, during this 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 whole training camp. So we have uh, some scheduled guests. We just gonna make sure they confirm. But once we do, uh, please tune in because we love to bring that to our fan base. You know, we're fans that just like to give back to the fans. So it's been awesome. It's an awesome ride. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, listen, uh, we got some fun stuff coming up too that I can't give away. Uh, but also uh, the great things. But overall, uh, the sick the sick podcast network is uh, killing it with all of our coverage with all of our teams. And uh, you guys have certainly been a huge part of that. So I want to thank you for joining me here again tonight. Uh, good luck to the Indianapolis Colts this season, to, despite uh, how many wins I thought you were going to have. I think you guys <laughs> look pretty good tonight. And so I, I hope you enjoyed the. Uh, I hope you enjoyed everything. And uh, that's all I got. Absolutely. So we'll see you guys later. Thanks for the great work this week. And uh, I will bid you a fond adieu. Gentlemen, there they go. Uh, the great Pat and Clyde doing an excellent job for us. Uh, really appreciate them coming on. And again, uh, for anybody who's here looking, you know, I understand uh, we could have had a little bit more Bears talk. But I think that what we saw, um, I really liked what we saw. I want to just talk, touch on this just for a moment before we uh, let you go. Roshan Johnson, to me, really impressed me. And I know that Jared Payton was, was, was tweeting about this as well. I really loved what we saw out of him, his cutback ability, his ability to move piles. I think Kyle Brandt is going to be featuring him on angry runs at some point in the future. So have this be a little bit of a tip for those of you in fantasy drafts. And by the way, should I plug underdog fantasy? Because underdog fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy football. Uh, You can go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app. Oh, there it is. Sorry, Sammy. I know I was was catching you off guard. I don't know if we needed to do that, but I'll just let everybody know. We're in the middle of fantasy draft season. And if you want to get started in fantasy football, we're going to be doing a couple of leagues here with the Sick Podcast Network. Uh, you can go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, and if you're a new subscriber or user or whatever they call it, uh, use the promo code SICK, and your first deposit will be matched up to $100 uh, just to help you get aboard. And uh, I, again, going back to Roshan Johnson, though, if you draft Kilo Herbert 
and that is your guy. And at, at the beginning of the season, I think Khalil Herbert's going to be the guy who runs with the football. Roshan Johnson is going to be your man, but we'll be talking about that more Tuesday evening. I want to thank Pat and Clyde for joining us tonight. As always, Anello and Sammy for putting this all together. So appreciate you joining us here on a Saturday evening as we bleed into Sunday morning for some of you. Uh, in any event, uh, bear down, and uh, we'll see you Tuesday. Sammy, go ahead and play us out. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick. sick.